Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 12 Help, O Lord, for there is no longer anyone who is godly. The faithful have disappeared from humankind. They utter lies to each other. With flattering lips and a double heart they speak. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips, the tongue that makes great boasts. Those who say, With our tongues we will prevail. Our lips are our own. Who is our master? Because the poor are despoiled, because the needy groan, I will now rise up, says the Lord. I will place them in the safety for which they belong. The promises of the Lord are promises that are pure. Silver refined in a furnace on the ground, purified seven times. You, O Lord, will protect us. You will guard us from this generation forever. On every side the wicked prowl, as vileness is exalted among humankind. Proverbs chapter 14, verses 12 through 31. There is a way that seems right to a person, but its end is the way to death. Even in laughter the heart is sad, and the end of joy is grief. The perverse get what their ways deserve, and the good what their deeds deserve. The simple believe everything, but the clever consider their steps. The wise are cautious and turn away from evil, but the fool throws off restraint and is careless. One who is quick-tempered acts foolishly, and the schemer is hated. The simple are adorned with folly, but the clever are crowned with knowledge. The evil bow down before the good, the wicked at the gates of the righteous. The poor are disliked even by their neighbors, but the rich have many friends. Those who despise their neighbors are sinners, but happier are those who are kind to the poor. Do they not err that plan evil? Those who plan good and good find loyalty and faithfulness. In all toil there is profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. The crown of the wise is their wisdom, but the folly is the garland of fools. A truthful witness saves lives, but one who utters lies is a betrayer. In the fear of the Lord one has strong confidence, and one's children will have a refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, so that one may avoid the snares of death. The glory of a king is a multitude of people. Without people a prince is ruined. Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but one who has a hasty temper exalts folly. A tranquil mind gives life to the flesh, but passion makes the bones rot. Those who oppress the poor insult their maker, but those who are kind to the needy honor him. Acts chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. While Peter and John were speaking to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came to see them, which annoyed, much annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus there is the resurrection of the dead. So they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who heard the word believed, and they numbered about five thousand. 
The next day their rulers, elders, and scribes assembled in Jerusalem. With Annas, the priests, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and all who were of the high priestly family. When they were made prisoners, when they had made the prisoners stand in their midst, they inquired, By what power or by, by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, If we are questioned today because of a good deed done to someone who is sick and are asked how this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that this is that this man is standing before you in good health by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders. It has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among mortals by which we must be saved. Good morning and welcome to the 16th Monday after Pentecost. This is Logan Isaac, broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. The readings today from Psalm 12, uh, Proverbs 14 and Acts 4, um, I, I won't focus on very much, in part because I hate Proverbs as a morning prayer uh, selection, because it, I mean, it's literally just, each verse kind of stands on its own and it's annoying. Um, and Psalm 12 kind of felt like a, felt like a proverb. Um, then Acts 4 um, has Peter and John arrested and brought before the elders, and they accuse them pretely um, boldfacedly um, uh, of rejecting the Messiah. Um, but the reason I'm not focusing on the scripture isn't because it's not great, which I'm sure some folks may think it is, and that's fine. Um, but because Sunday, yesterday, was uh, September 22nd, and that is the feast day of St. Maurice and the Theban Legion. Mostly St. Maurice. I mean, there's a bunch of different individual saints within the Theban Legion, but Maurice and the Legion as a whole are venerated, are are remembered on September 22nd. Um, several years ago, I uh, preached a sermon at uh, and a, a a conference on September 22nd, and it happened to be a Sunday as well. And I spoke about uh, Maurice and the Theban Legion. And um, Maurice and the Christians of the Theban Legion are noteworthy um, for a number of reasons. So the overall story is there was an Egyptian legion, a thousand men from uh, what is now Luxor. At that time, it was called Thebes. Um, and they all were Christians, uh, to some extent or another, commanded by a Christian named Maurice. And Maurice was African. Um, most of his men were probably African as well, but because it was part of the Roman Empire, it may have been of mixed, um, uh, I don't want to say racial identity because it just doesn't exist, but there were probably a very wide diversity of um, skin color, I suppose, in his legion. But he's depicted as and thought to be black, basically. Um, and the existence of the Legion is is likely um, it is likely true, but the story is likely embellished quite a bit. Um, 
the reason that that's debated is because uh, that's a really early time frame. Or I'm sorry. So what happens is um, this legion, this Egyptian legion led by a black uh, uh, Egyptian, is called up to France, uh, then called Gaul, to put down a revolt by a local, you know, tribal group. And um, as they're called up, um, their their commander Maurice says, um, "Okay, well, you know, we follow your orders and we do." what you say for the most part, but we will not slaughter indiscriminately. Um, God is the ultimate um, commander, and we only owe to Caesar that which we owe to these earthly powers. Um, and that sounds like a slight, but he, I mean, the whole legion did obey, and they began marching um, from Luxor to um, uh, a city uh, which was then called uh, Al. Algamnon, I'm probably mispronouncing that. It is now currently called St. Maurice in Switzerland. Um, and it was there that that the legion was ordered as an aside to put down an unruly or or annoying group of Christians. And not only were was the legion not prepared to just kill people just because they were ordered to, but perhaps to preserve order or something, they certainly were not going to uh, assault Christians. Um, and they told Caesar as much. Caesar was not happy, and so he sent another unit to decimate the unit, which is, um, he lined them all up, or, you know, they were lined up, and every tenth man was executed. Um, they did that twice before finally... Uh, Caesar just got exasperated and had them all killed. Um, and there they were martyred, um, their relics were preserved, and eventually an abbey was created about 150 years after that. And it's 150 years later when we get um, the the primary manuscript that gives us this story. And what suggests that it may be doubtful are that um, in 286 is when this supposedly happened. Um, in 286, it was very unlikely that an entire legion identified as Christian, particularly so far away from Jerusalem or Rome um, in the northern African um, continent. It's just unlikely. Not impossible. We do know that there were Christians in the military. Um, and the other reason is that when this letter was written uh, by a bishop of Lyon, I was in the mid-400s. Um, it was very likely that this story was embellished in order to attract pilgrims. This was when um, Saint, the cult of the saints was really picking up. And as this abbey was being built, he needed the, the money, the resources, and the tourist you know, kind of income that pilgrimage would support. Um, and so it's likely that much of the story is kind of stylized and embellished to make it more appealing to, you know, really kind of uh, devout Christians who would want to go and, and go to this place and maybe even take home some relics or contact relics. Um, but it's not, it's agreed by reputable scholars um, to include a Jesuit um, order or group or suborder called the Belandists that do hagiography. They collect all these stories um, as, a, 
as their their gift, as their their mission. Um, and they're Christian, and they're they're mostly um, monks, and so they may be biased. But they believe that that it's it would not be reasonable to dismiss the story as at least having happened in some way. Um, some other um, scholars have suggested, oh, you know, it wasn't a legion; it was just a cohort of I want to say. Uh, is that a hundred men? I think no, a century is one hundred. Cohort is above that. Anyway, so it's probably less than a legion, and they they claim that there's um, re- Roman records that suggest this. Um, there are um, coinage that was minted at the time that suggests there was some kind of group on the move. Um, they have found a number of relics that would have been hard to collect by the bishop if it hadn't if there hadn't been some kind of massacre there. Um, And so it's this kind of, it's this probably historical, likely historical, but probably really um, spun up tale. Um, But what it does suggest uh, is that Christians did serve in the Roman military. And this was in the 280s. Um, The Roman nobility had been kind of, purged of Christians, um, and then later, under Diocletian, the military began um, seeing a a purge. But that wasn't until the 290s. And so it's possible that, you know, 100 plus some odd years, the the Christian movement has spread, it hasn't been persecuted formally within, in any kind of sustained way until the 290s. So it's possible a very large group of Christians were serving in the military um, before um, you know, encountering this resistance from, it would have been Caesar Maximian. Um, and that begs the question of like, you know, can Christians kill? Can Christians serve in the military? Can Christians, um, you know, serve Caesar? And the answer is, well, for the most part. Um, and this story of the Theban Legion is one of the earliest. Um, there's other kind of, um, here and there evidence, um, Tertullian writes of a disciple of his who served in the military, um, but many of the most noteworthy um, soldier saints come sometime later in the 290s and early 300s when Diocletian purges the military and um, officers for the most part are killed because they either refuse to worship Caesar in some way or take a vow or indicate that they, they worship him or in some cases that um, they object to killing. Um, but the the fact that Christians were in the military before the age of the martyrs um, does suggest that the the way that Christians viewed military service very early on was mixed. Um, many influential Christians will claim that for the first 300 years, Christians didn't serve in the military, and that's that's just patently wrong. Um, it's just not that easy to say one or the other, but to admit that it's much more nuanced and complicated. Um, and the story of Maurice and the Theban Legion um, helps complicate that story of Christian faith and military service. Um, and I encourage you to find, I'll try and post links to um, his passion and the passion of the Legion because there's some really choice words uh, for Caesar and for other listeners um, in this letter, um, but today we remember the the bravery of Maurice, who is to this day 
the patron saint of the infantry, in fact. Prayer for those in the armed forces of our country from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, we commend to your gracious care in keeping all the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad. Defend them day by day with your heavenly grace. Strengthen them in their trials and temptations. Give them courage to face the perils which beset them and grant them a sense of your abiding presence wherever they may be. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.